is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome back to the main, the main motherfucking satellite. How you doing, brother? I am here, my brother. I am here. It's January 6th, 7th, 7th, is it? 2022. Mm-hmm. We're still here. We are, and those we love are still here. So I reckon I'm as all right as I'm going. God damn B. How about <laughs> yourself, brother? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guy. You about to say. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> she said, I might, I may be black, ugly, whatever the fuck she said. I may even be something ugly. Maybe I got it wrong. But dear guy, I'm here. I'm here. You know, she was right, man. She had him on the ball to Mr. D. What? Pray tell, my brother, shall we discuss today? All right. I got a number of things I want to discuss. Hopefully, we'll have time to get to them. You know, we get to talking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But first off, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to it. Put it in your favorites. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Send us an email. If you want to... Give us a review. If you want to critique us or anything, just send us, shoot us an email or something. You know what I'm saying? We want to interact with y'all. We do. At the main satellite at gmail.com. Also, set those uh, notifications up so you can be aware, dear listener, uh, when we post uh, yet another cast, when we finished one off, yet another one in the bucket. And um, as my brother has just said, Honestly, feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think. If that is your desire, if you desire to be, if your desire is to be on with us, then use that email address you've just been given. We would be happy to have um, your voice, whoever you are. Come on, be yourself, and just, just enjoy yourself because we, and be just be you. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. What was that email again? The main satellite at gmail.com the main satellite all one word at <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> all right what's on the docket today guy um shit let's, let's start with some covid covid talk man mm-hmm. uh this uh omicron variant is still rampaging through the nation mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, we, we're vaccinated, and hopefully a lot of y'all are vaccinated. And we're boosted. Um, and boosted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about some assholes in the sports world real quick. Mm-hmm. And then we can, we can jump to something else. But I just want just to say one thing. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Fuck him. So... If you're not familiar with what has happened with him this past, in the past 12 months or so, 
he led everyone to believe that he was vaccinated when in fact he wasn't. Uh, and then when it was found out, he just got a slap on the wrist. I think he was fined a few thousand dollars and missed one game. But now they're talking about naming him the MVP of the league. And a lot of people agree with that. A lot of people think he deserves it, but I don't. I don't think he deserved to be the MVP of the league <clears throat> because he's a prick. Um, a lot of people say that, you know, it's, it all, it's all about what he does on the field. But if you're the most valuable player to your team and organization, then you wouldn't put people in jeopardy like, like he did by lying about being vaccinated. He put staff members at risk. He put his teammates at risk, <clears throat> put fans at risk. Um, and he wasn't upfront about it. At least Kyrie, Irv Kyrie Irvin in the NBA was upfront about his vaccination status. And he, you know, he dealt with the consequences. Uh, Aaron Rodgers lied about it and he's still being a prick about it by calling other people bums because they say that he don't deserve to be the MVP of the league. So that's all I wanted to say about him, unless you want to add something to it. I do. Um, first, <clears throat> a man or an individual of his financial stature, a couple of thousand dollars presented as a fine is less than a pittance. It's nothing at all to him. So that's not a consequence. Um, being... You know, you and I have spoken about this. Um, spoke about it a couple of days ago. And the thing that gets me is, uh, like you, I believe that if you are going to be awarded the title of MVP, um, MVP of any team, the operative word to consider beforehand is team. That means that everyone's well-being, welfare, standing professional and personal all these things are to be taken into account in other words you have to um it needs to be obvious for you to be awarded mvp that you give a fuck about your team mates and when i say teammates i'm not just talking about um the people who are on the team that goes out and plays i'm talking about the coaches I'm talking about the people who take care of uh, uh, dirty linen because they come into contact with players. I'm talking about managers. I'm talking about uh, uh, family members, the, the family members of the teammates, your teammates. It, it's a virus, okay? It's a virus. It spreads. And it, it, it literally relies upon human interaction to be transmitted. So there's the baseline team, the folks you're in the locker room with, and you play with, and then there's the extrapolation from that point. All these people that I've just mentioned, that needs to be taken into account by those, by the powers that be uh, upon the consideration of naming some motherfucker MVP. If you don't give a fuck about your teammates and that team that I was speaking of, um, if you're a person who's not interested in being, in this case, vaccinated, 
socially distancing, um, masks, exercising sensible behaviors, actions, then you are no MVP because um, your carelessness and selfishness um, has a direct impact on the folks around you. If, even if you're asymptomatic, someone on your team may not be. They could get extremely sick. They could die. If it's not them, it could be a family member, a parent, a child, a friend, a sibling, a distant cousin. It doesn't matter. That would still be an impediment. That would still impede progress, the team's fucking progress. Um, this dude, Aaron Rodgers, you say his name is? Mm -hmm. Is an asshole, and there is no way that he ought to be even in the running for MVP, given how fucking um, preening and narcissistic he actually is. The fact that he's still being considered by people who are supposed to know better, by adults, by adults who have families and friends and teams of their own, is laughable to me. That's fucking laughable. And it lets me know. It's indicative of the slide, man, just how far down we've slid here in this country. Mm -hmm. Like down the line of sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, real consideration for other people's feelings, other people's health, other people's long-term well-being. People straight up don't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. His fans don't give a fuck. And evidently, some of these commentators, these pundits, these reporters... The people on the board, I suppose, whatever this board is that, that decides, you know, uh, the status of an MVP, that this is still in discussion, this is a point of discussion, is disgusting to me. COVID is, we said it a thousand times, COVID is real. It is real. It is real. It's here. It's real. And it's still killing people. You know, those who don't die, who are not symptomatic. Listen, man, I read something recently about those who are, even though some people, I read it several times over to make sure I wasn't misinformed because, you know, the fucking internet. Yeah. There are people who are uh, asymptomatic who are now experiencing long COVID, which I didn't know was mm -hmm. even a thing. I didn't mm -hmm. know that that could happen. Mm -hmm. I just assumed in my ignorance that if, if you were asymptomatic, if you were uh, lucky enough or blessed enough, whatever you want to call it, to be asymptomatic, then you weren't going to experience any of the long, any long COVID complications. But that turns out is not motherfucking so. You can mm -hmm. experience long COVID even if you're asymptomatic. So you have individuals like this asshole running out into the world. <laughs> and what's worse, they are supported by people, people mm -hmm. we know people who are representatives, people who are in the public eye, man. It's, that's, it's just disgusting. It's that's, really bad. Look, they had, like, NFL had protocols in place for motherfuckers who aren't vaccinated. Mm -hmm. He shrugged that off mm -hmm. and was just flat out irresponsible in front of the press without a mask in front of his teammates and people that work for the organization without a mask on and he's unvaccinated, not following the protocol. It would have been one thing 
first off, he's the fucking quarterback. He should have been setting a fucking example for that's right. Should have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not gonna get vaccinated, at least follow the fucking protocol. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck are you gonna be considered the MVP of the league? A league that had protocol, COVID protocols in place that you fucking broke. How are you going to be still considered the MVP of the league? I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. How are you even in the running? Right. You shirk that sort of responsibility, not only to yourself, but to your teammates, your immediate teammates, your family members, your friends, uh, the press, coaches, cleaners. I mean, you, you fucking name it, man. Okay. He shouldn't be in the running. But the fact, I say again, the fact that he's still in the running is indicative of where we are as a society. Motherfuckers supporting a motherfucker. If you support a motherfucker, then you are a motherfucker. I have always felt that way, and I will always feel that way. And there are no exceptions. Now, we're talking about, we're all flawed. But then there are what I like to refer to as clear and present danger motherfuckers. And that's what he is. We all have flaws. We all fuck up from time to time. But Jesus Christ, you're a fan. You're a member of whatever board or organization that decides who's MVP and you're still supporting this motherfucker. Fuck you. He's the kind of motherfucker and his supporters who don't learn until it impacts them personally. And then we're supposed to have empathy for them. Fuck that guy. And fuck anyone who supports him. Yeah. And it's a shame that he is still being considered now. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Somebody else in in another uh, professional sport Mm. that, um, (laughs) <laughs> the fucking jackass um lebron james um i know a lot of people's ears perked up when i said that name there's so many sack riders and they're pricked uh, as well yeah <laughs> good up to it lebron let me do some real clothes hell yeah bro bro i hate when people spam <laughs> you ever heard anybody say that yes i have and i've heard both heard it and read it um because he's their close personal friend don't you know <laughs> mm-hmm. he bailed them out if their homes are going into foreclosure right you know. <laughs> um he's <clears throat> he uh hasn't been shy about mocking covid you know, when when the NBA uh, started back up this season, a lot of the press were, were asking players, were asking players if they had been vaccinated. And he he didn't share his vaccination status, but mm-hmm. it was obvious that he wasn't vaccinated at the time. And then he eventually got vaccinated and, he, and, and later on, a few weeks later or so, and he said he's vaccinated but it's his choice and he and he won't um try to persuade others to get vaccinated because that's not his job 
um, he's supposed to be the face of the NBA right now as, as it stands. Um, he's supposed to be, according to a lot of people, not according to us, the best player in the NBA. Um, and he doesn't set a positive example when it comes to this virus that's killed over 820 something thousand people here in the United States. Um, he's gone on to mock COVID, especially with this new variant variant. He put out a tweet, you know, that Spider-Man <clears throat> meme where it has like multiple Spider-Man pointing at each other. One of them had, uh, was labeled as the flu, one labeled as COVID, another labeled as the common cold or something like that. So he was just mocking like, oh, 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 and the caption up underneath, he said something about what are we doing here? Or or basically he was confused about like what's going on, acting like he was confused. Um, mocking a deadly virus, grown ass man. Um, Children of his own. Children of his own, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I just thought that was disgusting and uh, tactless and just classless. Yeah. He disgusts me and in so many different ways, not just with his COVID stuff, but there's been other things that he's done that have disgusted me. He's just a shit person. He's not a good person, man. No, not at all. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of motherfuckers like him because- a lot, a lot of them are shit people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I just, I just thought that was uncalled for him mocking this virus that's killed a lot of people's family members. Yeah. And he is a leader. He is a representative. He is a black man. He is a dad. He's a husband. He's he married. Hmm. He's, he's a uh, husband. He is an elder, right? He is uh, an example. Again, nobody is perfect. There are, the, there are dimensions to all of us, but there are levels to this shit, like Lavender always says. There are levels, right? Lavender, I know you're hearing me. <laughs> there are levels to this shit, and there comes the point when you step beyond what I consider acceptable uh, acceptable boundaries within these dimensions and you just end up being, a, you just to me, you're just a shitty person at that point. So he is all of these things and he, LeBron James is what, 35, 36? I don't know how old he is. The point is, the point that I'm trying to make is he comes off as defiant mm-hmm. for the sake of being defiant, not really because he believes these things that he's saying, at least, at least ways I don't believe he does, right? I think he's defiant and contrary because it makes him feel important. It makes him feel seen. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you are, whether you like it or not, he loves to call himself the goat, the king, <laughs> you know, various other things. So if you call yourself that, he truly does believe he is a cut above, I'm pretty sure everybody around him in every way possible, right? Okay, if you want to lay claim 
to that title, then you need to behave like a person who is a leader. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people out in the world watching you. There, You have your colleagues who are watching you. Your children are watching you. Your siblings, if he has any, are watching you. These kids are watching you. You have elders who are watching you, who want to be proud of you and what it is you've accomplished on the court and off. I don't give a fuck how much money you've donated to charitable organizations. I don't care how many schools you've built. I don't care how many how many uh, 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 hospitals you've visited. I don't care about any of those things. That is to say, it is obvious to me that you're doing them, but we're talking about something right now. All you need to do is speak the right way that can impact more people. And one failed swoop than you've ever impacted. That is provided he's with your money, by way of your money or your presence, than he's ever impacted in years. But he chooses not to do it because he's a contrarian. He's a vindictive asshole. Fuck LeBron James. Uh, I've felt that way for a very long time. Not a big basketball fan in the moment. You know, Mark, you know, I slide in and out of fandom uh, in terms of watching these things, football, basketball, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, but for some time, for a good amount of time now, we've both felt, fuck that guy. He's a hot dog. He's a contrarian. He's vindictive. And he is, um, he's a snoot, man. He's snooty as hell, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, fuck him. And I won't shed a tear if he contracts COVID and has <laughs> to neither. deal with and has to deal with the long-term consequences of it. Honestly, I wouldn't shed a tear if he died from it. Honestly. And I'm not saying I hope he dies. But if he contracts COVID and he dies, I will feel as if he has thoroughly earned it. Yeah. Yes, he's been vaccinated. For all we know, he's been boosted. But if if karma is real, if God is real, if providence is real, however it's titled, then he will have to pay for this. People are watching him. Mm -hmm. Children, this motherfucker's got kids who are watching him. He is supposed to be a leader, King Braun. Okay, King Braun, behave like a proper fucking monarch. Behave behave like like a proper... You know, king, like mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. Inspire people to greatness, not to fucking abject fucking selfishness, man. Don't do that. He ain't gonna change, though. Because wow. who's who's doing anything but sucking his dick and looking at his asshole? Who's doing <laughs> anything but paying him, right? Who's mm-hmm. doing anything but giving him sponsorships and things like that and advertisements? Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna change, man. Nah. I went on for a while about him, but fuck LeBron James. Well, fuck him. Um, you know, he would say uh, so, something similar to what he said before when he got into it with uh, um, some quote unquote regular people on mm-hmm. social media. This was a, a couple, few years ago. Mm-hmm. What did he say? I can't remember what the fuck he said. I'm probably, I can't I can't remember exactly what it was he said, but it was basically like, like, look at what you got, look at what I got. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was something, something to that effect. <laughs> a grown that, yeah. man. 
I need to place some emphasis on that. A grown man. You know, I've said to you a million times down the years, man, um, that adults are nothing more than big kids. Kids mm-hmm. who have bigger tits, deeper twats, bigger pricks. <laughs> they can afford to move out into the world and they can buy and do and behave in ways they would not have been allowed to more often than not, I'll say, when they were children. But you look at people like him and you realize the inmates, as I'm sure you've heard this expression before, are running the asylum. Nobody knows what the fuck they are doing. I don't care how lauded, how celebrated they are, how old they are, how wealthy they are, how poor they are, how battle scar they are. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Nobody. Um, the best you can do is employ what you've learned by way of trial and error in your mm-hmm. life. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he also knows what he's doing. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you're not helping anyone. At, at best, you're a fucking wealthy hindrance. Um, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but the point of me saying that is the point that I wanted to make. If more people recognize nobody knows what they're doing, not really, then less people would idolize individuals like him. You're following in the footsteps of a fucking asshole. 30 some motherfucking years old, essentially saying, look at what I got and look at what you have. So that invalidates every point that you might choose to make. It invalidates every perspective that you might speak of to me or people like me. Fuck you. You hear me? I, Fuck you. Um, on top of that, he's a black man. <laughs> we're, not t- we're not too far beyond the civil rights era, Mark. We're still dealing with civil rights or the lack thereof right now in this country. Yeah. Your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents how to deal with things like Jim Crow and slavery. Mm-hmm. And somehow, just a few generations removed, you can speak of other people as if they don't matter the same way, or to other people, as if they don't matter. Because in your heart, you know they don't. <laughs> From your perspective, you know, you don't think you know they don't. Mm-hmm. As if your ancestors weren't just treated just yesterday, that very way, the very same way. Fuck LeBron James, man. I, I just, you know, I know, I know one or two people because I've cut most of these motherfuckers out of. I cut them all out of my life. Fuck them. Who mm-hmm. might say when they're upset, they might say, "Well, I mean, shit. Look at what I'm. Look at what I'm sitting on. Quote unquote, sitting on, and what you're sitting mm-hmm. on. All right, you can just go on. Like Lavender <laughs> says, you can just go on, go on. Not go to hell. Not fuck off. Not suck my dick. Not any of that. You can just go on. Just go. Just on. Disappear. Mm-hmm. Just go on and do your thing, disappear. <laughs> I will go my way, you go yours because I have no space in you or my life. And there are people in this country, in this world, who take their cues from people like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And they got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it up against and have to deal with the splashback. Motherfucking window ain't even open, talking about window to throw it out of, right? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers nailed shut. Mm-hmm. People taking their cues from these assholes, yo. And, that's, and, and, and like you said earlier, and like we just talking about somebody that we know personally who who uh, who's taking cues from these famous assholes. Oh yes, oh yes, 
They're going through something right now. They are. Yeah. They are. We know a couple of someones mm-hmm. who take their cues from assholes. And the instant people like us, regular people, not just us, but regular people, speak up on these things. Oh, we better, we better back down the hatches, man, because they're they're gonna they're gonna come pretty hard mm-hmm. at us, to us, and say whatever they can to invalidate us, to hurt our feelings, to shit all over us, never knowing that we don't give a fuck what they think, and we'll tell them. <laughs> like you, what are you gonna say to me that I haven't already experienced? What can you possibly say or do to me that's gonna hurt me more than what? life has given me but yes we there are people who are experiencing things right now who take their cues from social media personalities influencers quote unquote mm-hmm. celebrities quote unquote is yo the difference between you and them is that they have high-powered lawyers to get them out of shit they have publicists right yeah. they have agents to get them out of shit motherfucker you ain't got you don't have you don't have that kind of money <laughs> Nah. <laughs> don't don't get mixed up here. Justice Smollett will be back maybe this year. <laughs> Jesse Smollett is a wealthy man. <laughs> you are not Jesse Smollett. You are not LeBron James. You are not what's that woman's name uh from the Black Panther films? What's that woman's name? Letitia Wright. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah. You are not Letitia Wright. You are not Donald Trump. You're none of these people. They have high power. They have money. They got money. They got moolah. They got eaters. That's going <laughs> to get them where it is that they need to be. You are not that person. <laughs> Watch what you say. Watch what the fuck you do to other people. You don't have bodyguards. They're going to keep people off your ass if you say nah. or do the wrong thing. I just wanted a bit of a tangent. Go ahead, brother. You know, LeBron James, he's balding. He been balding since he was fucking <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and he he's, I know that he's tried different things to fill in those uh areas. Barth areas. Balding, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember one time, one game, um, I'm seeing pictures from it and and video from it where it was all fucked up. Like a few years ago, it was all it was all fucked up. Like it was, I don't know if it was some spray on shit or whatever mm-hmm. that that was that came off or came out. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was fucked up. And mm-hmm. you know, guys on the sideline they noticed it too. Um, there's pictures of it online. <laughs> um, but now, now, I, now. <laughs> 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 yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Go but ahead. now I suspect that everyone suspects that he has plugs, hair plugs now because he oh, don't wow. have a problem. You know, it's still you could you could still tell that where the plugs are. It's like a it's like it looks different. It's like a different grade of hair mm-hmm. than what it is on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got plugs now. I don't give a damn. Or he had like a scalp uh, uh, transplant. Is that, is that a that thing? Possible? I, I don't know. I don't know. I know he got you know, something up there. Where, when where you are, when you are a multimillionaire, many, 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 many times over, I expect anything. Just about anything is possible. <laughs> I never thought about a scalp transplant, but why the hell not? They have heart transplants <laughs> and lung transplants. Go on, brother. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's some shit that won't come off as easily as it did <laughs> during that game that I that I that I just told you about. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the question I have for you is, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's a, it's a twofold question. Mm-hmm. Would you ever, first off, would you ever color your gray hairs? And second <laughs> question, second part of that question is, would you ever do anything like that? Get some spray on shit or or uh, some p- hair plugs or anything like that? Would you ever do that? Okay. As they say, full disclosure, right? <laughs> just mm-hmm. between you just between you and me, brother. Nobody's listening, right? Right. Um, no, to the, fir- the answer to the first question, would I ever color my hair? No, I would never mm-hmm. color my hair. Nature is doing uh, a good enough job for that, of that for me. My hair is graying and it's been graying. I've had this same streak of gray hair since I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And it just gets wider and longer and thank the fates <laughs> that I still have my hair, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, I would never color my hair. And I've had people uh, tell me it would look great color, but I just, to be honest, Mark, a lot of it has to do with laziness and sloth, just sloth. It seems like a lot of work to do mm-hmm. it myself because I wouldn't want to pay anybody else to do it. And uh, if I were willing to pay someone else to do it, well, I'm not. I'm not willing to pay anybody else to do it. So that's the answer to that question. No, I would never color my hair. Not ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer to the second question, <laughs> would I ever get hair plugs or transplant, scalp transplants if it's, if it's possible because how <laughs> the hell not? Um, would I ever wear a toupee? Would I ever, um, you know, these days men can go to barbershops and there are people who are well-trained and gluing hair pieces mm-hmm. onto bald pates no i wouldn't do any of that now you and i um have discussed this before (laughs) um i'm not vain about a lot of things at all i wouldn't say in fact i know i'm not vain about my hair but i'm glad i fucking have it i'm glad i have it god damn it um i had um a lot of our classmates are losing their hair and it's, it's no it's no measurement of your manhood or of your womanhood because i know women who are losing their hair it's no measurement of your beauty and your essential uniqueness as a human being but um my hair is probably one of my best features i think it's probably my best feature you know I, and, and for me not for anybody else but just for me the way that i feel about it so and, and we also know that um i don't have the head shape quite the gold motherfucking ball i need all this here to cover was beneath, right? I don't have the head shape mm-hmm. So it would be a struggle to do with going ball for me, but I would have to accept it. Mm-hmm. No, I would not receive hair transplants. I wouldn't get a spray-on job done. Um, that is to say plugs in terms of hair transplants. I would not get a scalp transplant if that's the thing. It would be very difficult for me to walk around with this funny-shaped head of mine you know, balding, but I would just have to become accustomed to it, man. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. Um, it. It wouldn't feel right to do it. Uh, there's, there's something I want to say, but I can't quite wrap my fucking brain around it in a way that I can say it. No, I wouldn't do it. No, not in a million years. And I know uh, over the years, you and I have joked and you said, man, you love your hair, man. And when I had dreads, you're like, let it flip that shit around and fuck around with it, shaking like a motherfucking, you know, whatever. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the truth is, that was all, and, and I admit it here, that was that was true. I, I just, mm-hmm. mostly I didn't want to, to get on your goddamn nerves, honestly, <laughs> man, to get on your nerves. But there was a small part of me that enjoyed doing it because I still had it. That's the truth. Um, and that's my small bit of, of, I guess you could call it vanity, in fact, you know. Uh, but I would have to become accustomed to just being bald. And who knows, man, there are a few men that we grew up watching who are who were able to uh, what did it, what do you call it? Rocket successfully. You had Sherman Helmsley. Like he, mm-hmm. that was a big part of, of his character. Like, yeah. you know, you had a George, they even, they even called it the George Jefferson. This motherfucker mm-hmm. had a walk named after him, the character named after him. He had a dance named after him. He had a mm-hmm. hairstyle, a style of balding named after him. And he rocked the fuck out of that. He looked good with his. Yep. Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. He was able mm-hmm. to rock it well. Mm-hmm. John Amos mm-hmm. from, from Good Times. Jay so mm-hmm. you have these individuals who do it well they're not the best I could hope for is that I would be end up being one of those individuals I expect if you are comfortable enough with it Cal O'Connor was another one he wasn't balding on the outside but in the middle he was balding right Archie Bunker the best I could hope is that I would I would be comfortable enough with it to be okay with it now let me ask you well two questions for you since we're talking about it what did you, you knew the answer you knew what that was going to be but being that you me and my hair have a fucking hilarious history especially over the last 10 years right could you see me openly honestly struggling with losing my hair yeah mm-hmm. yeah i could mm-hmm. But uh, I think you would ev- eventually come to terms with it and mm-hmm. just deal with it and be yeah. comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But in the, in, the, in the first stage is the first year or two, I think you will be struggling. You would struggle mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You know, um, and there's a question I want to ask you. Uh, but before I say that, um, before I cut my dreads off like, more than a year ago, a year and a half ago, I guess, um, in the front of my head, man, the dreads were really, really long. And there was a space where it looked like the hair was, and I remember mentioning this, it looked like the hair was like not quite as thick as it used to be. And I'm, 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 I honestly, man, I'd be, I get in the mirror and I look at it, I part my hair, look at it when I wash my hair, I look at it, I'm like, hold on now, I'm like, hold on, hold on now, not Brody, no, <laughs> not Brody. When I cut my hair off, I came to understand that it was just the weight of my hair that was pulling it tight. I had a lot of hair, man. I had a lot of fucking hair. Um, I look at it now and it's not there. So there was a lot of weight on it. But I will tell you, to your point about me struggling with it for a little while, and to my point, which is what I said earlier, it would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, even then I was thinking, hold on now. I'm already <laughs> making plans. like Because I, 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 I don't have the kind of hair that I could perform an effective over. So that wouldn't happen. I'm not going to get fucking that spray shit done. I don't have the money for plugs or a scalp. I can look that up, by the way. One of us has to look it up. Scalp transplant, I'm sure it's a thing if you have the right amount of money. So I was trying to figure out how to best cope with it, but it ended up not being a thing. But who's to say that it won't happen in five years if I'm still here or 10 years or 20 years? Um, my dad died. He had a full head, a thick ass full head of uh, Snow White fucking hair. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I've inherited that from him. But yeah, man, I would I would struggle with it. I will, but I would have to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, I might look halfway decent with a bald pate. Who knows? I don't believe I would, but people would eventually come to 
I would eventually come to accept it and to mm-hmm. view myself in that way. Now, if you ever found yourself, here's my question. Going bald, five years' time, you have no hair. Ten years' time, you have no hair or whatever. Do you think you would ever struggle with that? Do you think that that would impact you um, in terms of how you felt about yourself, how you were viewed? Not at all. Because, um, mm-hmm. shit, I, I would cut it bald today mm-hmm. and be cool. Because I do that from time to time. Just cut it all off. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um, but no, nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't struggle at all with it. Your vanity lies in other areas. Mm-hmm. My vanity is mostly in other areas, but just between you, me, and the corn stalks, I will admit my vanity is a little tied up in my hair. Not that I'm, I'm walking around thinking I'm in my own, like, you know, I used to fucking jump You think you're in your own fucking personal video and all that, <laughs> the way it's moved over. I remember when Black Panther, uh, uh, when, when Michael B. Jordan with his hairstyle first started, they started showing stills of it. You were like, man, you think you kill Mark. You think you killed <laughs> You did. <laughs> you think you Margaret. And it was a big laugh between us. Um, and it looked really good on him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, we laughed about that for a while. But the truth is, um, a bit of my vanity is tied up in my hair. I will freely admit that. And, and, and you know me better than anybody, Mark. You've known me for 30 years. You know how my brain works. And you know, there was a bit of truth to those jokes. You know, <laughs> there was a bit of truth to those jokes, man. But I'm not going to go crazy over it. And I'm not going to get so ins and plugs and shit. I just don't have the imagination for that. And I'm and frankly, I'm a little bit too lazy in that area to be worrying about that. Fuck that. I'm not going to do that, you know. Some of these people who go bald, these men, man, is a direct result of them fucking with their hair too much. Like dyeing it, bleaching it and all that. Mm-hmm. They can take your hair out, you know. Straighten it and all that, man. I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. So, um, no. Luckily, that is not an indication of the level of what I consider my manhood. It, I just think it looks good on me. Um, so, no, and and I'm glad you asked me that question because it's been a running gag between us for a very long time, <laughs> a very long time, man. Um, those who cannot see us. And you already know this. I'm, I'm growing them back in case this is the last time I'm <laughs> able to do it. Because it could be, you know. But, um, yeah, uh, I remember <laughs> I remember this one time you and I, we were in the mall. It was a couple of years ago. And I know you know what I'm talking about. And this is when my dreads were pretty long. And we'd gone into, it was around, maybe it was around the holiday season. And we went into a mall up in Charlotte. And um, uh, we walked in the mall and there were a, a, a clutch of kids, you know, young men. They might have been a little bit older than teenagers. They all had dreads. And he looked at me and said, man, they're your people, man. They're your people. <laughs> and I got mad as hell. <laughs> you remember that, don't you? Hell yeah. I got mad as hell, man. Just, and we don't argue a lot, you and I. Like, we don't, we disagree on some things, we, but we mostly pretty much the same person, right? But I got mad mm-hmm. about that damn thing. <laughs> I said, um, what did I say? What makes you think they're my people? They're more your people. You know, I was mad as hell. <laughs> it, t- it touched something in me. It mm-hmm. did. And it was a joke, but you might have, because you know me as well as you do, well, I'm confident you spotted a bit of my vanity, which I don't like. I don't like mm-hmm. to be uh, uh, 
I don't mind being called out, but the fact mm-hmm. that you can see me so clearly, which normally <laughs> I love and enjoy, um, pissed me off. Now it wasn't that I was dim, that I was flipping my hair about and everything, but the point is you saw a bit of that, mm-hmm. like that, like you like having, you know what I'm saying, yeah, mm-hmm. and everything, you know. So I but you remember that, don't you? Mm-hmm. I was mad as hell like that, like immediately, <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I wouldn't um I wouldn't consider getting hair plugs, and you knew the answer to that. Hair plugs, transplants. Mm-hmm. Spray ons and, and and there's something, man. I, I gotta. I don't want to go on about it too, but I want to say this: when you see these, when I've seen these videos, and I know you've seen them as well, these professional bar, these barbers. I mean, they mm-hmm. know what they're doing, men and women. Yeah. A lot of men know what they're doing for the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a guy who's balding, who can't grow his beard, and 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 my beard never gets big because my shit won't connect for for anything at all. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, none of my brothers are like that. Not one. I'm the only one that's like that, right? And I've always. Uh, wanted that to happen, but um, you know, there are these videos of these balding dudes who have no beards, really, right? And they patches. have patches, very little hair, and they go into <laughs> these barbershops and they sit in these chairs, and it's they, I know, and I know a lot of our viewers have seen this, or viewers and listeners, more importantly, they will go from having nothing at all the top and, or below to walking out looking like they look like these motherfuckers we see, man, with mm-hmm. with with certain kinds of hair in their beards. They got they all, everybody has a freeway beard all of a sudden, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I've always thought that was, and, and and no no no, I'm not gonna shit on individuals who do it, but I've something about that just seems unkempt. Unkempt seems false. Yeah, like a little bit. It just seems I, I wouldn't want to do it. You, you know what I'm saying, man. It's difficult mm-hmm. for me to describe, but it looks and these are the same guys, a lot of them, who'll go right out around people that they know who will turn <laughs> right around and pick on folks around them who have patches in the beard or who are balding, which is bizarre mm-hmm. to me. Not all of them, you know, mm-hmm. but f- certainly folks who don't know them who didn't know that they were dealing with nothing at all before. So I would never have that done. I can see the appeal of it. I definitely see the appeal of it, man, but it seems like a lot. And I always wondered, you and I have spoken about this as well, whether they can feel the weight of these things. Rather like women who wear a lot of weave mm-hmm. or wigs, like how are you ever not aware of the weight of something that's not yours? But I expect this, the best I can consider, the best I can think of it is, maybe it's like us having a whole lot of hair and we just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a... Uh, uh, I would love to say that I'm beyond that aspect of um, vanity, but the truth is um, there's a little bit vanity tied up in my hair, and um, I know I would struggle with it <laughs> for a little while, but I don't have a choice but to accept it, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, it, I would be okay with it in the end because um, I've had just about every kind of hair thing that I could have. I've had dreads, I've had braids, I've had cornrows, I've had uh, box cuts and froze and Jesus, I've had it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. Do you know any men who you feel would struggle mightily with it? Do you know any balding men you feel are struggling but they don't want anybody <laughs> to notice? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I know a couple. 
who would struggle with it. I said, actually, I only know one motherfucker that way. <laughs> 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 I was like, seriously, I was trying to think of like multiple, but personally, I only know one dude <laughs> that I struggle mightily with. Uh, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know uh, several people, several men who probably struggle with it, but I know one in particular who would be petrified and would get hair plugs and transplants. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker would spend whatever it costs, <laughs> which would be his prerogative to do it. Mm-hmm. But if he could get away with it overnight and have nobody notice, he's also the sort of person who would pick on other men who are balding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has, I think um, she has alopecia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said she's speaking about it pretty regularly now about how much of a a, a, a struggle it's been and eventually she just cut all her hair off but she looks beautiful with her hair all cut off you know um but she struggled for a long time with it so i know there are a bunch of men in the world who she don't look beautiful no more and it ain't because I, of, because of the hair it ain't because of that it's just them damn all that surgery she did all the shit she did to her face she just looks mm-hmm weird to me mm-hmm. i think she's very same. i think she's not what she was for sure but i think she looks beautiful and when i say beautiful i mean more along the lines of well it's not your hair it's, it's not a lack of hair that's going to make you unattractive everything mm-hmm. else is you know what i'm saying but she doesn't look bad without hair i didn't know she had surgeries she had something mm-hmm. definitely she definitely something she looked botched me god damn god. <laughs> she does cruel motherfucker <laughs> there are people like um what's what's we were uh discussed there a little bit earlier today lupita mm-hmm. from the black panther films and various other black box uh, or or various other things she mm. would be beautiful for instance with no hair whatsoever you can just have to have a certain kind of uh face shape if you're a woman, I believe, or even if you're a man, you have to have a certain kind of face shape, but it's not something that's considered for men because men are, it's kind of a thing that comes up being a man. Maybe one day you'll go bald, maybe one day you won't or whatever. You just have to accept it. But with women, it's something quite different. I think she'd be beautiful with no hair. Grace Jones, her facial structure, she's beautiful with no hair, various other women. Um, but I never looked at, at Jada Pickett hard enough to know that she had had <laughs> something done, but I know that she doesn't look nearly as bad with her as she insisted that she felt, without her, she insisted she felt she would be, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And, um, yeah, so, black men, black women, if you're balding, you're beautiful. If you're a bald, you're beautiful, unless you aren't, that is to say you're a shitty human being, period. Let that shit go. Let it go, let it go. Don't, and listen, we here at the main, the main <laughs> satellite love Stevie Wonder, <laughs> we, we 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 love Stevie Wonder, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about him a little a couple weeks ago, but you don't have to be. You don't. You, you can let it go. It's okay to let it go. <laughs> it's just another, Stevie let it go. He let it go eventually. It's all gone now. It did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ain't got that pony to done. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> but that's when Stevie was kind of kind of forced to let it go because he'd been running from that for some decades. Mm-hmm. You know, and he looks great with no hair, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, he does. You know, I never seen him. I mean, shit, he might as well have been bald before. You seen him without it. He uh it's just hanging he's off the back like a fucking rat tail. Crazy as hell, man. He went <laughs> fucking lunatic. <laughs> you, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, then he looked good with no hair. He looks good with no hair, man. And 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 you know, it's, it just goes to show thinking about it, us talking about it, and I'll leave it alone after this. How important Harry is in American culture and in particular well in American culture because it's not just black men and women mm -hmm. and how um, important it is to us that we hold on to it. Stephen Wonder couldn't see his own hair but he kept it because it it, it was that embedded in him I am assuming he just maybe nobody, maybe nobody around him told him like <laughs> it'd be okay to let it go it's alright mm -hmm. you know um and you fucking crazy. He said, I've seen him. I've been seeing him for 30 motherfucking years without no goddamn hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you said you wouldn't color your grays? No. I'm I, I like my gray hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like my gray hair, man. It's it's it, it look, it already is color. Mm-hmm. You know, nature did that for me. I wouldn't color it. Um, you, was there something you were going to say after that? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, I was just going to say I, I wouldn't color mine either. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I just wouldn't. The only only way that I would, only reason I would is if I was an actor and, and like, mm -hmm. the part I was playing uh, called for, you know, black hair or whatever color hair. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason I would color it. But me... Living life now? No, hell no. I really couldn't see you ever doing that, not in a million years. Mm. Um, Man, well, what is gray with pride? Shit. You better because every strand is earned. Yeah, yeah. You are still fucking here. Mm -hmm. Um, in every every hair, you had to work for it to make it happen. You know, you <laughs> had, to, had to live for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um. No, I, you know, I used to have, uh, I had uh, a couple of coworkers at the restaurant I used to work at, man, um, who would tell me that consistently, man, you look so good with your hair um, bleached blonde or, you know, um, you ever thought about bleaching it black or coloring it black? And it was something to think about. It wasn't, it wasn't anything for me to consider, but it was something to think about um, and, and kind of be amused by, but I never actually considered doing it. I, it just seems like a lot of fucking work. And it's also hard on the fucking hair. It's hard on the scalp. Um, no, I would never in a million years do that. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with people who do do it. But there's something about black men and women who bleach their hair blonde that it just puts me oh, off. Yeah. yeah. You know. Like doing it for uh, a short period of time keep it mm -hmm. in there for a short period of time that's okay but like you got some women keep it in there for for years mm -hmm. like like beyonce been blonde for i don't know how long or had these fucking highlights and shit like 20 years damn, easy. yeah mm -hmm. damn like, can you wear, wear your real color every now and again that's right because you've earned God, it damn. yeah and that's what you are and just as proud as 
certain sorts of people, let's say, for instance, white people, are proud of their long, uh, blonde locks. Be proud of yours in that way. If they're proud of their long brunette locks, be proud of yours in that way. Like, this is something that nature has awarded you. Be just as proud of it as they are of theirs. Now, not to say that all people, all white people are like that, but I'm saying that we should be more invested in what we are supposed to look like. And it also means it's a plastic surgery thing too. I have known individuals personally who've had nose jobs, for instance, because mm-hmm. they felt their noses were too broad, too big. Or people who've had their lips, black people who've had their lips, you know, thinned. Mm. Like I personally know people who have done that. I don't know them anymore, but I have. It's like, damn, yo, like that's what nature and genetics have gifted you. There's a reason that so many other people um, across planet Earth are plumping their lips and broadening their noses and darkening their skin and even uh, dreading their hair to look like us and you want to move in the other direction, that's that's a bad, That's don't do that. That's I don't think that's a good thing to do. I don't think it's horrible to do it, but I would never, we would never do it. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, what do they call it, Mark? They call it, honoring your this is going to sound very 2022 i guess now but i call it honoring your crown like holding on to your <laughs> crown you know <laughs> and in a lot of ways that's so mm-hmm. be all right with it yeah 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 mm-hmm. shit i i like cutting my hair bald sometimes mm-hmm might do that shit tonight. <laughs> you, um, what is the difference between, because you look quite different with your hair on your head and on your face than you do uh, with it cut off. How does it make you feel about yourself when you are gleaming or rather than, uh, uh, if you're gleaming rather than you know, bushing it up. How do you feel about you when you look in the mirror and you see yourself? Also, put a pin in that. A follow-up question to that is how, what is the response you get from people in your life or strangers or, or whatever? Oh, I don't feel too different. I'm, I don't know. It's more free, I guess, you know, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel any different. Actually, when I when I do cut it bald, it seems like I have to to cut it more often mm-hmm. because when it starts growing back, you know, I, I want to clean it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have like hair, you know, I, I could just edge it up and keep going and feel good. But I don't really feel that much much of a difference um, as far as other people. Um, I don't think they really notice mm-hmm. at all. I'm telling you, as a person, as your brother outside of you, people notice. I notice, and if I notice, mm-hmm. I know other people do it as well. Mark, you've got the kind of uh, head shape and facial structure where you can do that. Fuck you mm-hmm. very much, right? <laughs> well, you can do that. Um, people like you, every one of my brothers, mm-hmm. George, Jamie had it, Bromley had it. 
even my nephews have it. They've got the head shapes that they can do that and they look just as handsome as they would have looked before. They look just as confident as they looked before, you know? Um, and this is not a put down, a self put down. I just know, I guess I won't know for real. I won't be on that real cheese until <laughs> it actually begins to fucking happen. Mm. If it ever happens. But um, I have cut all my hair off, all of it, like with a razor, maybe like twice in my life. And I'm like, God damn, like this, maybe not, maybe not, you know. Um, but y'all all, all the people that I mentioned and many other black men have the luxury of being able to do that. So fuck all of y'all. And <laughs> one of y'all, man. And maybe, like, like I said, it will become, maybe sometimes it's a thing you become accustomed to within yourself, like we were speaking about earlier, you know. So I could develop that within myself, but here's hoping I never have to. Um, you look like when you cut all, I'll say, because we've spoken about it before, when you cut all your hair, when you, when you let your hair grow, when you let your beard grow and everything, you look mm-hmm. like a fucking lumberjack. You look like a, <laughs> a, a, a man who ought to be loading trucks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You look mm-hmm. like yourself, but you look like a man's man. Like a man's mm-hmm. man. Like your hands can, can cut some motherfucker if you <laughs> slap the hand too fucking hard. You look like that kind of guy. <laughs> but you also look great, man, with your hair cut the fuck off. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say the same thing about myself at this point in time. I look great with hair. And here's hoping I always have it until my dying fucking breath. <laughs> and at the style of my fucking hair before I'm cremated, you know. <laughs> you know. But um there's a lot to be said for having the confidence to uh to cut all your hair off or to be bald. Mm-hmm. Confidence to a lot of people is very cool, it's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um my confidence lies in having the hair on my fucking head. <laughs> um yeah, that's another thing too. Like uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, or moving on into the middle of it, man. I remember you and I were on uh, duo. I called you. You <laughs> called me on duo, and I just cut my hair off, and you were looking at me like, "What the fuck?" The first thing, because you, you, I'm sure you felt like I'm never gonna cut that shit. That was gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? But I looked at my face. One of the things that my hair did for me it framed my face, mm-hmm. and I noticed that I'd gained a shit ton of weight. <laughs> you know cheeks and shit can't be hidden there but um as i grow older um i have i'm i'm, I'm, I'm sort of cozying up to uh cozying up to the idea that that's the thing i won't do it but if it does happen i, I don't want to be one of them listen we love stevie wonder we love you stevie come on come to the man come on home steve oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about brahm right like, i didn't know him i'm calling him steve right <laughs> <clears throat> you can come on and be up here too if you want to, but I don't want to be a Stevie Wonder type individual. If it happens, I want to be a George or Sherman Helmsley type person. You know, can you think of any big stars now? Uh, celebrities who are balding and they're just saying, fuck it. Whether they're actors and letting it grow on the sides. Yeah, they're letting it grow. Yeah, yeah, they're saying, fuck it. Yeah. Not at the moment. I can't think of anybody. You know, that's not in vogue now. It was in vogue in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. It's not in vogue now, man. It just, you know, I Somebody got to set the trend again, man. Well, did you, what you said that to me for? He <laughs> <laughs> said that shit to me. He always tell me about it. You talking to a listener or something, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I would have to do that, though. I would, I would, mm-hmm. I would just let it happen, you know. And then there are people, man, who... There are men who can uh, 
they don't let it grow all the way out, but they get they keep it edged up and they keep mm-hmm. it lined and everything. And it looks actually it actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody can be a Sherman Hemsley. I remember the thing that used to make it used to there was something about it that spoke power to me. Sherman Hemsley used to his shit was always lined up right when he was on the mm-hmm. Jeffersons, but his shit was uh was was coarse. Like he let his shit grow like like not nappy, but you know his hair grew the way that it grew. I thought that was mm-hmm. so fucking cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, not now. I will say later on. I say maybe like in season seven, season eight, when George started softening up. You know, he mm-hmm. wasn't quite like Archie Bunker had. Go, what were you go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I liked him a little <laughs> bit less because he was softer around the edges. Uh huh. Uh huh. That was a uh, an external uh, manifestation of the character softening up, and I expect it has to happen over a point of time. Those characters have to evolve, like Archie Bunker. I enjoyed Archie just a little bit less, man, when he <laughs> softened up. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you and I have been speaking about this for decades. Like everybody <laughs> wasn't no kinder. Like they already are human. They already are kind and gentle at certain times. That's what made the characters mm-hmm. so appealing. But once they started having grandkids, and <clears throat> and I was like, damn yeah, man, like the fire, the fire yeah. is not there anymore. You know what I mean? And in George, his hair was shorter. It was, I don't want to say well groomed because it was already well groomed, but it was just more. Establishment, like, come on, Joy, come on now, keep that shit, keep it funky, like they yeah. say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron, uh, you said people on the sidelines were noticing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was fucked. <laughs> Damn. I, I know. I know he was embarrassed. Uh, if mine ever goes, I will expect you to be you God but I, I will expect this is me telling you personally I will also expect you to help me be okay with it <laughs> I know you're going to joke you're going to clown me we joke and clown one another but I will expect you to be like it's okay don't worry about it yeah, yeah. I, you know whatever, one last thing I want to say about it man because I know you want to we might need to move on but I would say um, a couple of different, so when I would come to Charlotte or you would come here, normally it was when I came to Charlotte because I would meet friends of yours that you had made in Charlotte and quite a few times and and and, and shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> when people would ask me over dinner if we went out, I don't even grow in your hat. And you would always <laughs> grin. <laughs> you would grin. And I, I would more even if I weren't looking at you, I would feel your eyes on me. Like this, this, this dude, right? <laughs> and I would say maybe three years, five years, six years, seven years, and um, you could never not say, uh, "Look how proud he is!" In some way, shape, form, or fashion, look how proud he is of that. Look at how proud he is of that, man. And you know, um, if I could blush, I would have because. You saw me a little bit more clearly than what I fucking wanted you to. And uh, everybody would laugh, including myself, because I knew there was some truth in it. Maybe they did, too. You obviously knew. Um, but that happened quite a few times. Like, how long you been going? And look, look, look. There were times even like, man, he was waiting for you to ask that. He was just waiting. <laughs> he was waiting for you to ask that question. Well, three years, you know, five years, six years, whatever, you know. Um, but one of the things that we have to accept as we grow older is that our faculties begin to fail. They begin to change, evolve, 
they don't necessarily have to be horrible, but you know, we, we change as we grow older. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to be willing to accept that. And the things that we can do things about, like our weight, if we are spreading waistlines, well, we can do something about that. We can watch our diets. We can exercise, right? We can watch what we eat. Um, and, uh, but there's some things that nature has fucking determined. And if you're losing your hair, man or woman, God damn it, you cannot fight genetics. <laughs> Unless, of course, you've got the money to do that. We can get hair plugs and scalp transplants, <laughs> transplants and, and uh, you know, uh, liposuction and plastic surgery and everything, man. But that's how I feel about that. And I'm glad you asked me that question, man. We've spoken about it many times in private, but <laughs> we've never done it here. So I appreciate you asking me that. So I can be honest with you and honest with our listeners about it. I am not perfect. Uh, nobody is. But it feels good to be able to admit to the fact that I'm not perfect. And I have flaws, many of them, just like just like every other human being on planet Earth. Um, and maybe in five years, I feel a little bit differently. Maybe in five years, I, if I'm still here, I won't give a fuck. Like, fuck it. You know? Trying to push back against a motherfucking tsunami. Trying to push back against the motherfucking tides. The tides going to happen, <laughs> goddammit. As long as the moon is there, the tides are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Pushing back against it. Looking sad, you know. <laughs> um, I believe that she, I don't. I, I don't think Sherman Helmsley was ever married. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Fine was married, and I know John Amos is getting pussy on a regular basis. I just know he was, man. You know, I saw an old episode because they were okay in, in you know where they were, and and at, and at one point in time, you know, Sherman Helmsley, all these people that became a part of their character. So they probably had to keep their hair that way because it's like, well, shit, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, um, I saw an episode, man. I saw an episode of Maude just the day before yesterday, man. Um, and, you know, Florida, Esther Roll was up there and that was when they, they had just introduced James. That was the first introduction of James, but his name on Maude was Henry Evans. Mm-hmm. It wasn't James, mm-hmm. which I never knew. Right. Mm-hmm. And boy, let me tell you, he came to Maude's residence to pick it was a women's lib sort of episode. They picked Florida up, yo. And he took off his goddamn hat, yo. He had on a, like, a, like a pork pie hat. And he took it off, man, and his hair was black. You hear what I'm telling you? Blacker than a motherfucker. I mean, in all of its kinky glory, it was out there. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool that at that time they were willing to show that and that the actor was mm-hmm. willing to let it be that way, man. There's power in it, man. It was a strong... Look, James Evans was a strong, a powerful black man. You hear what I'm telling you? That motherfucker was strong. Uh, and I just thought that was really cool. I mean, his shit was like, it was it was out there, but it was really cool too, you know? Um, it spoke of his strength to me. Um, and I'm pretty sure if he wasn't married at that time, it spoke of his virility to many different women. He was a strong ass man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I have to say about that guy. Shit. I, I, I guess I ask you about a, another preference. Um the steak. How how do you like the steak? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well done. Medium, medium well, medium. Medium rare. I don't, I don't know all these shits. Rare. Mm-hmm. How you like it? Well done. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything that I'm eating to be leaking blood. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything that I'm eating that I'll be able to slice into it and see uh, 
obvious sending you. I don't I don't want to know. No, I want my well mm-hmm. done. What about you? Well done. Mm-hmm. What caused you to ask me that question? Now, look, we're speaking about it like we haven't spoken in <laughs> private about it many times. But was there anything specifically that caused you to ask me that question just now? Well, you sent me a link to a tweet where someone asked that question and people were chiming in and you chimed in and said you like yours well done and a lot of people were jumping down your throat about it mm-hmm. um and even ones who weren't replying to what you said there were people who were saying like they like it you know whatever they want the pink they want the red mm-hmm. i don't know they, but they were they were shitting on well done saying like that's not a steak that's not food that's not edible mm-hmm. it's why would you ruin a steak by doing that you know what i'm saying like all that yeah. type of bullshit so i just wanted to ask you about that up here and uh get people talking about it who are listening you know um my initial response was and, and i didn't go out of my way to shit on anybody i really didn't i didn't want to shit on anyone but my initial response to it was because there were levels, obviously, and the bottom level was well done. Okay. Um, and I said, uh, somewhere down the course of history, some person, probably a man, wherever it was, whatever continent it was on, decided that it was the a mark of high society to have a stake or to have, in particular, steak cooked rare or medium rare. And it was a mark of taste and social standing and awareness of the finer things, the creme de la creme in life. And like many other fads, it moved forward from that point. We don't know what the genesis of that was. Maybe a motherfucker just ran out of heat. Maybe they had um, the steak had been cut from a uh, an old cow mm-hmm. where you couldn't cook it too too well because it was already leathering or leathery to begin with. We don't know where it came from, but that's mm-hmm. what I said um, uh, up there. And I'm you saw it. People were like jumping down my throat and up my asshole for a while for a couple of days. People went on about it. Um, I don't want to eat anything that's got blood in it that I can see any hint of blood or pink. I I, I don't want it. I, mm-hmm. People can eat what they want to eat. That's up to them. But in my home, we didn't eat anything rare. It just didn't or raw unless it was vegetables or fruit. There was no meat that was raw or rare. We didn't do it. We just didn't do it. And me saying that, there were people telling me I was ignorant. People telling me I was an asshole. People, you know, there's an old adage that my sister, that Tilo uses a lot, used to use a lot, and it was um, the guilty dog always barks. Mm-hmm. Some people, you hear them say, if a dog lies down with flea-bitten mongrels, it's going to get up with fleas or some shit, something to that effect. And the people who were, who responded to me on that, man, were, I mean, they were really cursing me out, like calling me ignorant, calling me a child. You don't know what it is. You know, nothing about food culture. Um, I mentioned things about, uh, I mentioned something about botulism, salmonella. I mentioned something about um, macau disease and all of that, you know, and yeah, 
Uh, some of these, no matter how well you cook it, some of these things won't be eradicated. It's just bad meat, bad meat is tainted, right? But some of these things you can play host to, these parasites and things of that nature, if you are interested bacteria in cooking your steak beyond the searing of it. And I people jump down my throat about that, man. Mm. I mean, calling me uncultured, mm. calling me ignorant. Like he was saying, you ruin the steak. Mm. You, you take away what the taste of the steak is. <laughs> I don't want, and, 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 and I do believe a lot of them uh, got this from the elders, parents, friends, you know, cousins, grandparents, whatever, where at some point in time, they were just taught that this is the way you eat this thing. And it makes you... You are not a part of the hoi polloi if you eat your steak in that way. Mm-hmm. But if that's what it takes for me to escape the hoi polloi, to eat raw-ass motherfucking meat, then I will always, forevermore, be a member of the motherfucking hoi polloi, the lower grasping motherfucking class. Mm-hmm. I don't want something that's fucking raw or pink. Um, I will tell you that I've eaten steak that that um is a little bit less brown than I wanted to be on the inside and I ate it. You told me a story, but 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 I want to well done. You told me a story a couple of years ago. You went out to eat with some people. You remember this story? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to this uh steak restaurant. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't man, I don't know that I can name cuts of steak, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you like which is my fucking favorite, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? long as it ain't got a, a lot like a lot of fat in it mm-hmm. and it's well done that's good mm-hmm. enough for me you know what i'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know you got these motherfuckers who act like they steak connoisseurs and shit but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we went to this steak restaurant and um i got my shit well done whatever kind of cut it was it was well done mm-hmm. um couple people at the table got their shit medium rare Mm. Or, or rare i can't mm. remember which one it was to, to me it looked rare because mm-hmm. it was pink and you could see a puddle of blood on oh. top of the fucking steak mm. and it, and you could the, the fat that was on the steak on the cut was glistening oh jesus and i was like this is that is so fucking disgusting it was a cut of prime rib i guess that's supposed to be some tasty cut we yeah. got all that fucking fat on it that's glistening and blood puddling up at the top there were a couple people at the table who had that and when they were cutting it blood was oozing out of it um when they finished it there was a puddle of fucking blood on the on the plate almost lost my appetite man mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's the story i am not a fan of uh steak tartare um, I don't want to eat something that looks as it looked when it was alive. I remember you telling me that story, man. Um, and uh, I remember being disgusted. But somebody told, and I, I don't know, I don't believe that everyone is quote unquote told that this is the way to eat steak. Some people just grow up eating it that way because that's what their parents and grandparents or whatever the hell else, whoever their guardians might have been, ate their shit. But I do believe since kids ask questions, well, why is this bloody? Why is this? Why does it look wrong? Whatever. And I know that there are a lot of parents in the world of all you know, races, creeds, backgrounds, 
who have told their children, well, this is the best way to eat it, but where did they get it from? right? Where did their parents get it from? Where did their parents' parents and their parents' parents get it from? And I know that at least some of these individuals have told their children, if you know what is, if you want to be viewed as a cultured person, this is how culture, mm-hmm. intelligent um, um, people who are, in, who are in the know eat their fucking steak. Yo, you saw some of the, you saw a lot of the responses. People were really down on me about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I, you know, you get some of that outside of social media, like before social media even was a thing, you mm-hmm. would go eat with people. And just like I ate with these people at, at this restaurant, you know, people were saying like, well done, well done. Why, why would you do that to a steak? It's not even a steak anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like, shut the fuck up. That eat is your raw enough. motherfucking meat. Eat your raw motherfucking meat and good luck to you in terms of botulism, salmonella, trichinosis, and various other things. Um, that would piss me off, man. If, mm. if, if I went out to eat with, with people and they were commenting, what I eat, Jamie used to say this, what I eat doesn't make you shit. Hmm. Why are you worried about what the fuck I'm eating? Right. Eat your raw ass motherfucking meat patty. <laughs> you cut a fucking steak, you're tartar, and, and don't pay attention to what it is that I'm doing. You hear people saying things like, oh, you just ruined it. You just destroyed it. Like, what? what, what is that now? What is it even now? Um, I don't want to eat something that's bloody. I, I just don't. And <laughs> some people probably feel like that. I'm sure that some people, Mark, feel that that's the aspect of it that makes it cool. Look at how I'm cultured, but I am also when I need to be, I'm eating something that's bloody. Ooh, uh, look, human beings are weird creatures. <laughs> you can't hack it. I can hack it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, um, I've been to restaurants where, the, get this, the, the, the rarer the steak is, the more raw it is, the more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Which is unbelievable. What the fuck? <laughs> that's stupid. If you can convince people that a thing is cool and cultured, that a thing is to be done, that a thing that to do or eat or be a thing escalates social fucking status, you can sell anything. Quite literally, you can sell garbage to people. You can sell poison Mm -hmm. to people. (laughs) Kanye sold, case in point, sold clothes that looked like somebody had dragged them over the street. Mm -hmm. And they were hundreds of dollars. A shot, jeans, and you know, we've spoken about this before, jeans and shirts, and it's like, what the fuck? But his team, and as much as I hate to admit it, he, all of these people were clever enough to realize, all I have to do is tell these people what it is is cool, and they will pay through the nose for it. And it worked. I feel that the same thing is applicable to certain kinds of food. There is a, uh, a cheese called maggot cheese, and I know you know what that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. But those are our listeners, those of our listeners who don't know, is when cheese, blue cheese, or some sort of cheese, is allowed to go rotten and then it's exposed, exposed to flies and they lay eggs in it and the maggots eat it, they excrete it, and that's what makes the cheese, gives the cheese its creaminess, its texture. So essentially, you're eating maggot shit. That is extremely expensive cheese. 
somebody look man a lot of this shit probably is i know a lot of it is on the kind of necessity man some motherfucker dairy farmer didn't want to throw the fucking cheese away that had been blown to hell and back mm-hmm. so he or she said you know what hmm how can i swing <laughs> this how can i twist this into something that is profitable for me and here we are hundreds of years later motherfuckers are willing to pay a couple of thousand dollars for a couple of ounces of that of the maggot shit that it can spread <laughs> on crackers and bread is <laughs> all about how you sell yourself um and I believe that that's probably where this affinity for rare steak came from, man. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 who knows specifically why that necessity became a thing? Who knows, God? But somebody from the very beginning was able to parlay it into a motherfucking fortune, and here we are now. In 2021, 2022, with folks saying, fuck you, you don't know how to, or even before social media, you don't know how to even mm-hmm. say, you're just ruining it. Like Gollum, you just, you're just, you know, <laughs> I like Tito raw and wrinkly. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, so, what is that? Let me ask you this. What does that say to you when a person um, says that to you or they hint around it that? They say to you, you're not eating this the right way or what's wrong with you. What does that say to you about the individual? They, I, I see them as shallow and mm-hmm. not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. Um, I, I, that's, it, that's it. I just see them as shallow. Um, they are impressed with appearances. And appearance is everything to them. Mm. we know a couple folks like that too i think everybody mm-hmm. knows a couple folks like that mm-hmm. and but but here's the thing that's interesting about that people who are like that you may not know it if you're a person who's not all about appearances i mean i care about your appearance a little bit like in terms of health and all of those things but if you're a person who's not all about appearances those very same people who put you down for what you eat how you dress just sort of that's another thing i see in alcohol Mm-hmm. somehow there's top shelf alcohol and then there's bottom shelf alcohol and I get it I know that some is smoother you and I have discussed this before but in the end it all does the same goddamn thing right it's a matter of what you taste how it, how it hits your taste buds and what you can tolerate and the, 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 the toxicity of it so I get that it's a little bit it makes a little bit more sense to me in that way but you see it all over the fucking place man but while those people are around you and they're putting you down for what it is you eat or what you drink or what you wear or what you don't do in the case of any of these things the whole time they're putting you down and we've seen this personally secretly they are admiring you and they want to emulate you and they want to be just the fuck like you Mm -hmm. because you don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. we've experienced that too yeah. Um, I don't want any wrong motherfucking steak. <laughs> Hell, you eat wrong steak, you might as well. <laughs> I just say I don't like wrong <laughs> fucking steak. You probably knew where my brain was going with that. Um, and I don't want any wrong meat. I've eaten wrong meat exactly once, and that was um my friend, very good friend of mine, Mona wanted me to try some sushi years ago when I first moved down to, when I moved down to Florida the first time. And after a while I tried it and it was, it was okay. It tasted like it was okay, but that was the first and last time. Um, in terms of raw heavy meat, 
I would never eat. I don't want something that's tartar. Fuck that. They even created a name for it. Hmm. Steak tartar. Raw ass, bloody ass meat hmm. with fat hmm. that looks the same way on the outside of the body. Fat is supposed to melt away mm-hmm. when you cook it. Or meat that's there's, there's, you know, laced with it. <laughs> uh, I really am surprised that you were able to keep your appetite. You got this pool of blood that's mixing with mm. potatoes or whatever else mm. might have been on the fucking plate. Um, but luckily, although we both know people like that, these people aren't really around because they are obsessed with appearance and 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 stature. What appearance, how appearance relates to to social stature and things like that, man. But um, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Hell, eating meat as well done is already enough of a danger. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that too. Um, having all that pink and red and shit, you know, you gotta be sure that it's the correct temperature. So it's just a whole lot more work mm-hmm. going into it to make sure that it's more safe um, to eat. Motherfuckers, I guess they think living on the edge is cool. <laughs> it's romantic. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, before before we go, um, because I don't want this one to be too long. We're living on the edge. <laughs> Who sings that song, man? Who sings that? We're living on the edge. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know what you're talking about, though. Is it? Is it Aerosmith? I, I want to say it's because I hear Stephen Tyler's voice. I hear Stephen Tyler's voice. What were you going to say, guy? Um, I'm going to look it up, too. <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I got to know because I hear Stephen Tyler's voice, man. Last thing I wanted to say was, I'm coming up, coming up, you on the side. Uh, <laughs> oh, the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I'm doing my best to make it in. I'm coming up, coming up, Jesus. On the right side. I'm a whole to God. That's the shit. That's the absolute shit. <laughs> tell me. Uh, yeah, tell me. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me the first time you ever heard that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just I remember hearing it heavily in, in that infomercial, but I'm pretty sure I heard it before as a as a child but heavily in that in that infomercial and what was the name of the double side the, 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 the double sided album or the two cd album you know what it was called <laughs> the rough side of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was fucking called jesus <laughs> is alive the Ooh. world what was what it came after that I know, I know that everything, everything is going to be all right. He's coming, He's coming back. back. Like, like he said, said he would. 
<laughs> yo, that commercial, yo. I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, I feel like Yo, 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 yo. We could go through that entire commercial. And I know that we know that people of a certain age could get every song in absolute sequence. Mm-hmm. That commercial had to, look, yo, <laughs> if it was late night and you were looking at a movie or a TV show, oh, that was coming on during every break. Two and a half minutes long, it was coming on during every break. And it just stuck in the folds of your brain. like that. It just wormed its way down there. And here we are, more than 30 years old, and we can sing it from beginning to end. And um, I remember telling you this a couple of days ago. Yo, I didn't know that as many people on that album, this compilation, were as famous. Like, I, went to, I didn't know that then. I just... I didn't look at the. I, I would read the 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 the, uh, the labels, the name labels, but it just kind of never connected. You had Al mm-hmm. Green was in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You had Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. You had uh, um, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. Aretha, who's zooming? Who, Mrs. Who's zooming? Who, <laughs> Aretha Franklin in that motherfucker. The I think that's the wine. Like, of course, you had the whiners <laughs> in that motherfucker. Just the whining, you know what I'm saying? In that motherfucker. But I, I didn't know at the time, man. I just didn't really give it much consideration. But I knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. And he reached back. What? What? What do you say? What do you say at the end? What? <laughs> what? What do you say? He went back on the road, 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 road <laughs> sat down on the porch, and wiped it's, his brow and said, Who in the who hell is the hell? Who in the hell left the gate open? Yo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look, <laughs> for those of our listeners who don't who don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't know that that's an actual sermon that this man gave. It's hmm. called Watch Them Dogs. Hmm. And it's about 56, 57 minutes long. You, all you have to do is look up who, who the hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Right? Mm-hmm. I heard that for the first time. must be 14 15 years ago and i remember being just drawn into it because the preacher i don't know what his name is but he was in this like he was he was he was holding court he was holding (laughs) court man he was having a ball telling his Mm -hmm. story yeah the people in the audience agreeing with him and laughing and clapping and everything Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i listened to it i just kept waiting for him to get to that bit i just kept (laughs) waiting i just kept waiting man watch them dogs watch them dogs you know you better watch them dogs you got a little dog that are this. You got a big dog that are this. You got the old dogs that are this. Mm-hmm. You know. So by the time he got into that bit, I'd forgotten that I'd been waiting for it because that's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Old school preaching. You don't have to be a huge church going person 
to like get something out of that. You don't have to be a church going person at all. You don't have to believe in God. You can be agnostic, atheistic, whatever it is you need to be. You don't even have to be Christian. But if you listen to some of these songs, they hold great power. Mm -hmm. Because first and foremost, they're coming from human beings. <laughs> you know, look it up, dear listener. Watch them dogs. Or all you gotta look up, look, God, who in the hell left the kettle? And I pop right the fuck up. <laughs> Say it again, man. He what? <laughs> and he went back. What is like, he went? He went back on the. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying during that time. He went back on the. Sat down on the porch, wiped his brow, and said, "Who in the hell is the game?" I like how you're pointing back, like you into it. Pointing back, like when you acted out, you acted it out here. Yo, that commercial used to have big time on BT. But after in the late night is what our buddy, what our brother Rick calls the late night in the late mm -hmm. night. Uh, but it started making its way to other stations. Like mm -hmm. they look, Mark, and in order for that to happen, they had to be making money. They had to be making this right here, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's 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 get this shit on over. Here. Let's spread this shit over every fucking network. Mm -hmm. And it played for some years, yo. Yeah. Now, you know, I went on Amazon because we were talking about this last night and the night before and the night before. And I went to Amazon and I looked it up and you know it is not, obviously it's not in, you can't find it. It's out of, you know, print or whatever you might call it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing right now is I'm compiling this compilation and I, I already have the list. Tracking them down. Tracking them down, God. <laughs> and I'm going to arrange them in the exact same way that they were on the original album. <laughs> <laughs> and my neighbors are going to be wondering, what the fuck? You got a tent revival going on? What's going on with him over there? <laughs> But they do something, it does something to you, something for you. And you don't have to be the most religious person or religious at all. But these songs and these words are very powerful. Mm -hmm. Just be a person who's living your life, living your life. And you've been thinking about that. You've been thinking about that. You said, yeah. I just want to say one other thing. <laughs> 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 Look, last, was it last night I was in this motherfucker doing my thing with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> is the light of the world and that was um uh aretha franklin aretha franklin miss who's yeah. zooming who, who's zooming who mm -hmm. you know al green or that motherfucker there was something about the way that they looked too like the way that they shot it mm -hmm. like with al green you saw him in the studio and he had his <laughs> hands up on it he was in the dark <laughs> Just in the dark, man, in yeah. front of the microphone. And he had his hands up on the sides of the fucking headphones. He just doing his thing, man. Mm -hmm. I know that everything <laughs> is gonna be all right. He's coming, he's coming back. back. <laughs> like he said he would. Yo, man, I'm getting, I'm getting goose flesh over here. Something mm -hmm. about that, and I know you feel the same thing. Many other people do. So, uh. Track down our dear listeners. Rough side of the mountain. <laughs> One and two. Because there were two of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's back when time life was a thing. <laughs> and they would have come at, they wouldn't have come in um at that time, they would have come in um cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have come. <laughs> 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 we done. Well, I'm gonna go and find that fucking commercial. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, 
I posted that on, on Instagram a couple of days ago, and I didn't know that it was going to post to Facebook because, you know, I'm not really on Facebook like that. But somebody ended up posting on Facebook simultaneously, and immediately all of our black people just jumped right the fuck on it. <laughs> and every one of them was saying, I'm sorry, I was singing along with this shit in sequence and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People jumped all over it, you know. Mm-hmm. I know white people. I know Asian people. I know Latino people who are of our age. Yo, they want it too. They want it too, man. Um. Oh, hey. <laughs> what was the last bit before this? It just before it just rocketed into the fucking uh tropes. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! And, and who said it? Who said it? Je- Jesse Jackson, <laughs> the who? Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got that incomparable Reverend Jesse Jackson. Something. Uh-huh. something. And then he was like, it's morning time. It's morning time. It's morning time. And it just faded out. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it was that the Reverend Jesse Jackson was talking about, Oh, let me tell you, God, he hit his stride. He, he hit his stride there, right there. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he forgot that he was in front of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck morning time means. I never knew what it meant. I just assume it's, it's I don't know, you're going to pay for your crimes or or you got to <laughs> repent or something. But morning time, time, man. You better, you better <laughs> wake up. Wait, I get, maybe you better wake up. You better wake the fuck up. Look, look. It'll be faster than it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah look, look. The first morning time, he was like, it's morning time. The second one, it's morning time. But at the end, man, he said, it's morning time. Look, <laughs> this dude dropped right into where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the commercial stops. And that's another thing. That's I'm glad. Look, that's another because I gotta look up. I gotta look that up. Whatever sermon that was, I never looked at it. Look, never found that. Mm-hmm. But I gotta look it up, and I bet I could put it on YouTube in the search bar. It's morning time, mm-hmm. and it pop right the fuck of the whole sermon. That's back when Jesse, man, like it was hard for me, brother. It was hard to view him, especially when she started becoming involved in proper politics and everything. It was difficult for me to look at him as a reverend, reverend. You know what I'm saying? Like a reverend, mm-hmm. reverend. But mm-hmm. evidently at that time, either he hadn't sunk into politics yet, or he was come he was at his 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 peak as a preacher. You heard him preaching, man. He felt that shit in his in his heart. Mm-hmm. It's morning time. It's morning time. It's morning time. Look, better get your affairs in order. <laughs> you better get your motherfucking affairs in order because it's morning time. <laughs> It's morning time. <laughs> That's funny that it means, man. Look, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't know what it meant, you know what it meant. You knew what it mm-hmm. meant. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't know, you know. Mm-hmm. That dude was preaching his heart out. Yep. He was. That's what he was a reverend. He's still alive, right? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Reverend. <laughs> you hear that? He he's he been in the news. Uh, with that Amar Arbery. Uh, oh, he case. was. That's right. That's right. He was. Jesse, Reverend, <laughs> if you are hearing us, feel free to come on home. We would love to have you on. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, no, that's not him. That's Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton does uh, 
every single morning because I follow him on Instagram, man. He does mm-hmm. get up shows. You already know about this. He's a, mm-hmm. he does get up shows every morning. Like he don't give a fuck anymore either. He like fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say what the fuck I want to say. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was in the news recently, man. Um, with that, uh, with Ahmaud Arbery. Um, oh, and by the way, I just found out earlier that Sydney uh, Poitier died. Yeah, mm-hmm. ninety-four years old. Mm-hmm. Sydney, you were a giant among giants. Mm-hmm. It was really something. I can't say that I've seen a slew of his films because I haven't, but I have seen in the heat of the night. I hmm. have seen, uh, I believe it's here tonight. I also have seen Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I've seen quite mm-hmm. a few things, you know. Um, sad day. Yeah. Yeah. But at 94 years old, like we were talking about with Betty, and I don't, we never even spoke about Betty up here, did we? Mm-hmm. Betty White, obviously, as, as our listeners know, died as well, 99 years old. We're losing some giants, yo. Mm-hmm. Some real giants who've been around for decades and decades and decades. Um, peaceful sleep to you, Sydney Portier. I never knew if I was pronouncing Portier or Portier. Portier. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet he started saying it in a certain way early on to give it that extra spice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sydney Portier. You know, a peaceful sleep to you, Sydney Portier. A peaceful sleep to you, uh, Betty White. A peaceful sleep to you, uh, What's his name? Jesus Christ. Chadwick Bozeman, even though it's been over a year, you know, all these people. And to, to, to average everyday people, or to, I should say everyday people. Mm-hmm. As well, anybody who's predeceased us. Peaceful sleep to everyone, man. Here we are in 2022. Um, we don't want to run completely over. Let me ask you this before we go, though. Uh, do you have any plans for 2022, my brother? Any specific plans? Anything you want to, anything you want to do? Or buy or see? Are there any places you want to travel to? Or nah, I just want to keep collecting action figures mm-hmm. and doing the podcast, and mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll we'll get people to start interacting with, sending us yeah. emails, and you know, whatever. Yeah, um, I need to bulk up my Transformers collection. I know, I know you, my brother, are bulking yours up big time with these awesome fucking Transformers, man. Um, that are just, they're just lovely. They're mm-hmm. fantastic, and they 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 are worth it. Um, when we're done here, I'm, I think I might go and get. I'm gonna get at least three. I already know it. Galvatron, <laughs> Starscream, and Cyclonus, man. I gotta have those three. <laughs> and somewhere, Percy. Our friend Percy, our brother Percy is saying, damn right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Percy, we know you heard it first, brother. We know you heard it. <laughs> Still ready for you to get up here, man. Waiting ready for you to get on, to come up yeah, here and interact yeah. with us. Yeah, man. Yeah. That would be, that would probably be too much for our personal <laughs> our list is board. Three of us up here. <laughs> but that's what we do. We do too much <laughs> up here. Not in that fucked up current bullshit ass way. <laughs> you do too much, but we do a lot. We do as much as we need to do us. Mm-hmm. Look, I want to say I wanted to say this before you close it out. Um, mm-hmm. As far as gospel music goes, mm-hmm. I particularly don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but the old, the older stuff 
it sounds good to me. It still sends chills up my spine. Um, I'm not religious like that. I'm not a Christian like that, you know, mm -hmm. but I can still get something out of them songs. And <clears throat> if I'm going to listen to some gospel music or if I'm going to be around when someone's playing, mm -hmm. it better be something that my grandma would listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only, that's the only way I listen <laughs> to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, oh, yeah. I ain't that, that Kurt Franklin type stuff mm -hmm. and, and these new age gospel singers that, that be dancing and wearing mm -hmm. fucking gold chains and shit and all on the stage looking like Puff Daddy. Yeah. I ain't in, uh, y'all can keep all that. You don't need that. But if you come with some shit that my grandmas will listen to, mm -hmm. I, I see, I listen to it. Like I was listening to it today. Like I had it on, on uh, <laughs> Apple Music, just, just letting it play. Yeah. I, I, I saved a few, a lot of them motherfuckers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're jewels. They are. That's, that's good music. And they're absolutely timeless. And again, the, the really <clears throat> one of the things that makes them so timeless is that you don't have to be a religious person in any way to be able to enjoy them. You're going to get something out of them. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them are absolutely fucking hair raising. Mm -hmm. Kurt Franklin, I'm sure it makes decent music. I've heard some of it, but that ain't like you were saying, it's not my bag, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a guy that a, an associate of mine used to uh, talk up a lot of talk up sometimes. He's a uh, Christian singer. I, I think he does other things now, but his name is look, 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 look. Get ready for this. His name is Smokey Norfolk. <clears throat> That's what he calls himself, Smokey mm -hmm. Norfolk. Mm -hmm. so he, he, make, he makes decent music, man. But he's you can kind of tell the individuals. There are some individuals who who do. Christian music or gospel man who did, some of them is very rare that mm -hmm. they, 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 they catch that tailwind, the tailwind of what used to be, but it's very, very rare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't heard anybody in, in years who's been able to do that. But luckily there's enough of it in the past that we don't have to lean into the musical stylings or understandings in terms of Spirituality, God, if you need uh, uh, a healer, not even healing. I'm thinking about that episode of Martin <laughs> when his mama was in the church, Mama Payne with her mustaches in church. Or if you need to be uplifted, you need some inspiration. There's nothing like the old school. Ain't nothing like the old school, man. Nah. If your grandma, and ain't talking about you, 28, 25, and your mama is 40 and your grandma, let's say your grandma is 45. I ain't talking about no 45 year old motherfucking grandmas either. Nah. I'm talking about old school grandmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ain't talking about no 45 year old grandma shit. That ain't what we talking about. Nah. <laughs> it's got to be big mama. And them. You know. Uh, <laughs> Mark, we're going to have people blasting gospel. <laughs> And that's good for them. Because it's good gospel. If you need to heal it, find that real side of the mouth album. <sighs> it's been a good show, brother. Yeah, damn sure has. It's been a good show, God. I like this is another one of those ones where we kind of just did what we needed to do. 
Hell yeah. Uh, first one of 2022. Uh, first one of show number one of 2022. It's 2022, God. Happy New Year, mm-hmm. brother. Hell yeah. Happy New Year. 2020 motherfucking two. Hopefully we'll be doing this into 2032 or 2042 because why the fuck not 2052 if we're still around this motherfucker we've hit our stride now brother damn sure have we <laughs> we've hit our fucking stride you know so is there anything you want to say to our listeners before we nah just Continue to listen. Mm-hmm. Continue to listen. And, and where? And, and, and where? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you were gonna say something else, Scott. Yeah, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say like, don't forget that email address. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to critique us? You want to? You want to be a guest? You want to review us, our show, whatever? You know, mm-hmm. we'll be glad to read what you have to say, or we'll be glad to have you on the show if you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you want us to shout out your business or your whatever yeah, it is we'll do you we'll, we'll do definitely that. do that come on sure. by come on home <laughs> yeah 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 go ahead go ahead make sure that you shout us out we should it's it's quid pro quo we'll scratch yeah. your ass if you'll watch <laughs> ours <laughs> until then uh, we'll see you on the other side until next time on the main satellite (laughs) 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 all right fellas all right have a good night bro take it easy bro all right all right